Welcome to the Hook and Ladder podcast. Week two picks, Justin Santu, Colin O'Donnell. And uh, a pretty good week one across the board for the Hook and Ladder. Um, one of us remains in the hunt for a college football playoff appearance. The other one <laughs> does not. Um, we have decided to cut the recap pod this year. Just moving forward with the picks pod, give our new motto, um, which started last year during the college basketball season, is to stay actionable. And that is what we are doing. Um, so we're going to stay actionable. But Colin, any uh, any surprises, anything really catchy that you really need to get off your chest after week one? Anything register? I mean, I, unless I'm about to spend 30 minutes on a rant about Notre Dame. You're not allowed I to really uh, talk about it. I mean, we'll touch on it when we get to teams. Okay. Um, but it was a good, said, good week. Yeah. I will say two things, two things stuck out to me before we move into our record and, and start, start talking about our picks. One, Syracuse. Yeah, okay, that's fair. That was a pretty exceptional performance. Um, I think I, I thought that it would be a close game. I didn't think that they would just like thoroughly dominate Louisville. Like that was, that was stunning. Um, and number two, like Georgia, did they just like reload and are they like gonna be excellent again? Or do you think it was growing pains for Oregon? No, I think I think I think they they reloaded. I think they reloaded. I think Bo Nix. I, I, maybe I should get off of Bo Nix. It's finally time. Uh, yeah, Syracuse, Georgia. I'd say Drake May looked really good. Yep. And then UNC App State game. USC's offense looks pretty pretty electric. Uh, their defense was a little iffy, but they scored a lot. And I thought the BYU cover against South Florida was incredibly impressive because they thoroughly dominated that game and that was an 11 point spread yeah against a team that they've had trouble with in the past against a team that should be much improved um yeah i I couldn't agree more with a lot of that um one last one florida good win over utah i feel like it was a game that could have gone either way um does that is it time to buy in on anthony richardson like is he because i'm i was reading and, and watching some heisman hype coming out of last week yeah i mean i they played well and they won and anthony richardson had some insane moments but i don't know i'm hesitant to buy fully back in on florida i thought that was a good spot for them good game and they hung on by the skin of their teeth right two times inside the 10 utah had it and came away with no points to lose by three on the road in the swamp I don't know, like good performance by by Florida, but I'm not convinced that uh, if they played again this week, they would come away with a win. I wonder if that's any any foreshadowing from you for uh, for our picks pod. Um, no, <laughs> no, no, um, no, 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 Kentucky love. Friendly reminder to the listeners: uh, we each brought our top five players to the table, um, and then we'll add in anything that is also on the card that wants to be mentioned and if there are any consensus plays we'll, we'll tack them on as well as we go um last week good week for the pod five and one five and three for me four and three for you colin and three and one for uh, our consensus plays so very good we saw yeah it's a good start stupid lsu dude i i wish i had bet florida state yeah as soon as yeah, they, I mean they were the better team. They were, and they almost they almost cacked. They out. almost lost. I mean LSU almost covered that. That would have been a miracle cover. Yeah. Um. All right, let's uh let's just get into into week two. Let's do it. I believe um the T box is still mine. All right, start us off. Um, we're gonna go to Heinz Field in Pittsburgh. Uh, my first play, my favorite play, um. And as of maybe 30 minutes ago, it was my only play of the week so far. Uh, I love Pittsburgh plus seven against Tennessee. I think it's six and a half now. Doesn't matter. Take the six and a half. I'd take them whether they're getting a field goal or better. Um, Four things I'm looking for when I look to make a bet. It's my line. My line is Pitt like laying points. Like I have Pitt minus two, minus three in this game. So, like, already my radar is up. Um, the market, I feel like everybody's overreacting because Pitt needed a last-second comeback to beat 
um, to beat West Virginia. I thought West Virginia was impressive. I thought Pittsburgh was good, but I thought West Virginia was pretty impressive. And I think the fact that Pitt was still able to score 31 points on offense, I guess they had the pick six as well. I mean, despite changing offensive coordinators, changing offensive systems, new quarterback, I think these were all positive things for Pitt. Um, so, and I think the market is totally high on Tennessee. They've been all over Hendon Hooker in Tennessee all offseason. Tennessee had a great week offensively last week against Ball State. Who freaking cares? Uh, so I think that's where the market is. It's super high on Tennessee, a little low on Pitt. I love Pitt in that spot. Um, and the matchup, like, I think this is the perfect matchup for Pitt. I mean, they want to slow it down. Um, they want to run the ball. This is what Narduzzi wants to do, rely on his defense. They've got an experienced secondary, strong defensive line, like solid O-line. They beat Tennessee last year, so they're coming in with confidence. Um, and I just – I think that they'll be able to control the clock and at home rely on their defense to get enough stops and, and, and run the football well enough to, to come away with a victory. Um, and then spot. Like, this is an experienced team. Like, they just had a big win over West Virginia. I think it's easy to say it's going to be a letdown spot. I don't see it as a letdown spot. Like, it's, it's an SEC team coming into your home field. Like, you kind of – I mean, Pitt, they probably saw how vulnerable Clemson looked in the first half, like, last game, last week. Like they, they're thinking like maybe they're, they've got an outside shot to get to the playoffs. Like, why not? And if that's going to happen, this is a great opportunity to get a marquee win. So I love Pitt. I, I, I'm all over it. It's my favorite play. I'm on it. Pitt plus six and a half is the number I can get. I'm on it as well. Love it. Consensus. Uh, I agree with everything you said there. I think the matchup bodes well for Pitt. Um, look, I think Tennessee's a really good team. I'm really high on him and Hooker. I think they kind of struggle with more physical teams. Pitt is a more physical team. I think some of the areas that are problematic for Tennessee, D-line, trenches, uh, that's that's strengths for Pitt. I think uh, West Virginia, or Tennessee relies a lot on speed of wide receivers. Hennon Hooker's great. Uh, Cedric Tillman, really good wide receiver. That's all well and good. I think Pitt's secondary is good enough and Narduzzi's a great defensive back coach. I think that matches up well that they can rein them in. This isn't going to be a uh, team that's only good up front. They're good in the back end, too, and that's really important if you're going to face a team like Tennessee. So I think they can slow them down. I think they'll be able to move the ball on them. I don't like I, Tennessee's defense has improved, but I don't think it's great, and that's not going to shut Pitt down. So I think as long as Pitt can score, uh, six and a half is a little bit too much to be lying. So uh, we'll take that. Consensus play. Consensus play has been three and one last week. So let that be known. Pitt lost six and a half. All right, Kyle, where are we going? All right. Uh, we're going to stay in the SEC. Okay. I'm going to take Arkansas and I'm going to lay the eight and a half at home against South Carolina coming off of a uh, dramatic win against Cincinnati. They almost lost that game. Cincinnati outgained them, missed two field goals, had two turnovers. Ben Bryant threw it all over that secondary. Uh, Arkansas had injuries in the secondary, I believe, during that game. Uh, people are down on Arkansas after that game. I don't think they should be down on Arkansas after that game. I think Cincinnati's a really good team, a really good program, and Arkansas is not as good as some people have thought. But when I look at it the other way, I, I see South Carolina, who was trailing in the third quarter against Georgia State, dressed it up late, two block punts. But the one thing I was looking to see with South Carolina on why I was nervous, why I didn't take their under in the locks preseason was I was worried about Spencer Rattler. Maybe he'd click with Shane Beamer. They were on the staff together at Oklahoma when he had that good year. He didn't look good. He threw two picks. Uh, they struggled to move the ball in the air. This was a defensive performance from South Carolina. I don't think they're going to be able to score on Arkansas. And I think Arkansas is just Arkansas is, is, is a league better than South Carolina right now. Uh, This I don't think we'll be close. So I'm going to lay the points. I think people have come off of Arkansas after that performance against Cincinnati and they still haven't the South, South Carolina game raised alarm bells to me, but they dressed it up well enough that it's not nobody's banging on the door saying South Carolina is terrible again. South Carolina wouldn't have kept it close with Arkansas last year. I don't think you're going to keep it close with them this year. Uh, this reminds me of the, they got blown out by Tennessee 
by um, I mean, I guess, I guess Tennessee is the is the big one from last year, but they, they're just a league different. I have this game closer to fourteen, and we're under ten, so lay it. Uh, don't hate it. Definitely looked at it quite a bit. Uh, haven't gotten there yet, but um, definitely on my radar. Um, I mean, Arkansas is a team I'm high on. South Carolina is a team I'm low on. So as simple as simple as it is, like I really should just just bet it. But um, we're going to Provo for my next pick. Uh, I'm high on BYU. I think it's a big year for for Brigham Young. We talked about how impressive their win was week one over South Florida. They've got some injury trouble in the receiver room with with Romney and, and Nakua who are like their two best receivers I think that's actually really important but I anticipate them both playing because of the magnitude of this game like Baylor was great last year I've been on record saying I'm a little down on them because of all the stuff that they have to replace they have to replace key skill guys on offense they have to replace almost their entire secondary yeah they're great at the line of scrimmage but like there's more to the football game than winning in the trenches. And I, I think BYU is really well coached at home. It's such a tough place to play. When do they get a big 12 power coming out to BYU? Like that's not a, an everyday occurrence, an every year occurrence. Like usually it's, you know, your, your Utah's is like your, your big game um, or USC coming or something like that, like off, off in the Pac-12. Um, so I think it's a great opportunity for BYU uh, matchup. Like, I mean, Look, I think BYU is really good. I think Jaron Hall is really good. If they're healthy at receiver, I mean, that's just another another feather in the cap. And, and the fact that they were so impressive last week over South Florida is just just so so good to me. Um, I think they're good up front, right? They returned so many key pieces. They were in the game with Baylor last year. Baylor ended up running it all over them in the second half. It's a tough spot for BYU, but I think they're looking for a little bit of revenge. I think they're good enough to win the game, and I think they're laying points for a reason. So I like BYU. I like BYU at home. I like BYU with that that crowd all amped up on their caffeine. Um, and I think it's a great opportunity for BYU to get a, a signature win. So I'm on the Cougars. I've been looking at it. I haven't, I haven't pulled the trigger yet. Uh, I'll probably join you come game time. Uh, I'm a little worried. I, I, I think – yeah, a lot of people are high on Baylor. This is a good spot to buy on BYU. Um, but I, I think I think that the fact that they're laying points, like this number to me is about right. So I have it at six, six and a half. Yeah. I, I don't really see a number edge for me. Um, so it's not gonna be one of my one of my locks. I will probably probably join you. I, I I'm gonna want action on this game. I think BYU's the side. I also want to root for BYU here. Uh, but I, I was hoping to be getting points or pick them here. I think I think the books are, are kind of sharp with this number. Yeah, I think BYU wins going away. Yeah, I, I don't I don't see that. Okay, your next pick. Sticking in the SEC. Yeah, uh, a lot of SEC plays this week. Going to head down to College Station, and I'm going to take the points with App State. Okay. I think we're getting 19 now. Is it? What's yep. the best number you can get? Um, Chase Bryce. This is a uh, yeah 19. He's a quarterback that I was really down on, and he has impressed me lately. He had a great year last year. Proved me wrong. Had a great year. Great start to the year this year. Against UNC, I think that's more of a factor of UNC's defense being god-awful. But on the other hand, I think the fact that App State got lit up defensively was more a factor of Drake May and the UNC offense being really good. Texas A&M does not have an explosive offense. Uh, Haynes King threw two picks uh, last week against Sam Houston State. They struggled in that game. They won 31-0, but it was 10-0 for a long time. This offense isn't good. This offense is not good, and they're not good enough to lay 19 points against a competent App State team. This team has relied on a running game and defense. That's what keeps it close, keeps games close. They play well against Power 5 opponents. I think the defense is going to be fired up after getting lit up last week at home. They're going to be ready. 
This is a team, and it's not like this defense was supposed to be this bad. Steele had their DBs and linebackers rated number one in the Sun Belt coming into the year. I think that's important to note. I think they're going to bounce back here. Haynes King's going to struggle to move the ball. Uh, App State's pretty good on the lines, so I don't think they're just going to get blown up every play, although that's clearly an advantage to Texas A&M. I just look at this game, and I, I think 19 is too many points, especially if Chase Brun, Chase Bryce can get you some points with App State. I see a final score, 24-14. Okay. I have been taking a hard look at the other side. I wanted to take Texas A&M minus 16 and a half. I didn't do it because, like, I thought a big reason why App State was able to hang in the game at UNC and – score so many points is UNC's defense is not good. No, it's terrible. Right. I mean, A&M, Florida A&M put up 24 and then put up three against Jackson, Jacksonville State the next week. Right. Or Jackson State, right? Is Jackson State? Uh, I don't know which one it was. They're, they're, they're the, the one with, uh, what's his name? Dion? Yeah, I think Jackson. Texas A&M is very good defensively. Like, very, very good. So, like, App State's not going to run wild on them. They're not going to throw all over them. Like, I don't – I think I see it playing out more like, I don't know, 31-7. But you make great – I mean, you, you make good points. Like, it's this Texas A&M offense isn't good, so it's really hard to lay the points, and that's why I didn't do it. But I don't know. I'm worried about App State's ability to hang in the game. Are you not worried about that? Like, maybe a little, but – I don't know, man. I think I think there's there's – Few opportunities to get Texas A&M laying this many points against a defense, which I believe is quality. And uh, I, I think App State's defense is better than they're showing. I think they're going to come out ready. I think Chase Bryce is good enough that they can at least score. Like, I don't think they'll get shut out in this game. And I think that's important because I don't see I, – 31 points would be surprising for, from Texas A&M for me. They put up 31 against Sam Houston. Sam Houston didn't score at all. Uh, App State has a better defense than Sam Houston. Sam Houston is known for their offense in the FCS, not their defense. Uh, and I like I, I like what Bryce has shown recently. So I, I think we've got the better quarterback getting 19 points. And look, AM's a better team, but this is a lot. This, this reminds me of Colorado last year. This one's at home, but they put up 10 points against Colorado. Hey, I think no. somebody was telling me in the past – I think it was Elliot mentioned this on Cover 3. In the past uh, six quarters, Haynes King has thrown four picks. Yeah, I heard that too. But he threw for 300-plus yards. That that game was, was tight until the, the weather delay. I was watching that on my phone because I wanted to see if Haynes King was going to do anything. I don't see it with Haynes King. I, I – I don't see it with AM. I, I think this is a team that's going to win ugly, and 19 points is a lot if you're going to win ugly, especially against a team which is solid. Do you think there's a letdown potential for App State at all after nearly upsetting your in-state big brother type team? No. I mean, they lost, though. They're going to be pissed. I, I, they're not going to win this game. Like I, I just need them to cover. All right, next pick. What do they call this rivalry, Colin? Iowa, Iowa State. El Asico. Yeah, that's what you call it. And a lot of people call it. I didn't. I didn't come up with that. Yeah, El Asico. Well, there's one team that wins El Asico every year, and that's yeah, who Iowa. Is that? What happened? Who is that? That's Iowa. Yeah, Iowa. Um, playing three and a half after their remarkable defensive performance last week. Uh, I'm, I'm pumped to, to take Iowa minus three and a half. No one wants to bet Iowa wants to lay points with Iowa a team that, that didn't even score a touchdown against an FCS team week one. Nobody wants a piece of that. The narrative is that Iowa can't score. Well, that's fine. I'm in, I'm in on Iowa minus three and a half. I, I, I think they, they're going to defend at a high level. I mean, look, I, I talk about it all the time, right? My four, the four things that I'm looking for line, my line's minus seven spot it's a huge game for both teams and the market like obviously down on iowa like obviously because they just beat the fcs team seven to three and i'm not gonna overreact to that 
Like they didn't score a touchdown against an FCS team. Who cares? I, do you know how many games I've watched where my team hasn't scored a touchdown? It's happened a lot. Yeah, you know? and how's your team? Your team not sucks. Not good, but but that's okay because Iowa doesn't suck, and they defend at a very high level. They're well coached. This is what they do every single year. I'm not going to overreact. Iowa minus three and a half. They win this game going away. And by going away, I mean by like two touchdowns. Two touchdowns? Oh, my God. I told you my projected score, 24 to nine. I'm sticking with that. Yeah, my projected score is Iowa by five. Really? Yeah, which is really, really tough. I, I, I wanted to get a better number on this. I said all season, I think I was all preseason. I think this is Iowa State's game. I think South Dakota State kind of killed killed any action I can get on on Iowa State here. Uh, I'm not going to bet Iowa State, it. but I'm, I'm not going to bet Iowa either. Um, I respect it. What, what would you have wanted to bet Iowa State? Anything past my number, pretty much. Okay. Like plus five, plus six. Just it's too low at home. Projected to rain too, and oh. and the one thing is Iowa State's uh, like I think Iowa State's got a better quarterback play, and I like um, who's that uh, wide receiver Xavier Hutchinson. Yep, I like him. But uh, if you're gonna, I mean, if it's gonna rain all day, I I, I don't uh, I don't really trust the Iowa State offense to move. I think they're gonna win, but uh, I don't know. But you don't think it's a valuable bet. This this might come in the the money line parlay, but I, I can't I can't give it out in good conscience when I'm high on Iowa and the number's not right. What what is your next play? Next play, all right. Um, gonna take the 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 stinker of the week. Okay. Duke. Oh. Is catching ten. At Northwestern, it's too many points. It's too many points. Take the Blue Devils. They beat them last year. Uh, I think they're pretty solid on the lines. Northwestern played a great game against Nebraska. Everybody's crowning them. They're back. They're back. I, I, I think they're pretty good. I think it's a good year for Fitzgerald. I like Elko. I think he'll have the defense ready to go. They just blew out. Temple, I mean, Temple sucks, but still, it's impressive if any any team can have a blowout win, you know, if Duke can blow out anybody. I think, especially a FBS team. Ten, ten's a lot, I think. I think it, Northwestern's getting a little too much love for that Nebraska upset. So, uh, I'll take the points. Yeah. I don't know, man. What if, what if Temple is just terrible? Well, T- Temple is terrible. So, like, what if Duke is just really terrible also, but Temple's just terrible, terrible? I mean, I think Duke is terrible, but I think they're all right. You know what I mean? Like, no, I don't know. You just said you think they're terrible, but you think they're all right. What is it? Are they <laughs> terrible or are they all right? They're terribly all right. You think Northwestern's just bad and they had this lucky win over Nebraska? I think Northwestern's there's, – there's a 10 and a half out there, actually. So I got it. Um, Got it. I, I think uh, I think Northwestern is is all. It, it, I think Northwestern is pretty good, but tens a lot of points to lay. Polinski didn't throw the ball downfield at all. Like, those were all like six yard passes. They had the one deep pass with a busted coverage. I think Duke can keep him in front of him. Fitzgerald's going to run out the clock. Fitz laying points. You don't do it. You take him when he's giving points. When he's getting points. Yep. Uh, the Narduzzi theory. Um, what's your number on the game? Just curious. My number on the game is nine and a half. Okay. So, so not, not much value on the number, but We ball. All right. You ball. You got it. Duke plus 10 and a half. Um, I, I, I don't think the uh, home field is really worth three here. So, yeah, that's fair. And I agree with that. Northwestern's got a notoriously shitty home field advantage. I, 
to beat them last year. I think they believe they can win this game. I, I don't I don't believe they can win this game, but I, I believe they can they cannot lose by ten points. If they can just get blown out by Northwestern, I mean all bets are off. Yeah, I, I get like I get the I get it in theory. Like I, it, Duke's gonna run the try and run the ball, play slow, play defense first. They've got a defensive coach. It, it, ten ten is a lot to lay in two teams, similar talent level. Uh, Northwestern's the better team at home, but yeah, I don't know. It, it just seems seems too big. Seems a little rich. I think it's a little overreaction. It's lined open to eight and a half. A little overreaction to the uh, the Nebraska one. All right, I um, I'm trying to figure out where I want to go next because there are like a couple others. I've given you the three that I love. I love Pitt. I love BYU. And I love Iowa. There are a bunch other there are a bunch of others that I like. Um, so I'm gonna go go on one that I don't think there's any chance that you're gonna be on. So I won't like spoil anything. <laughs> I like Stanford plus nine and a half. Um, I think there's a nine and a half out there. I think that they're I don't I don't really trust USC yet. And I'm willing to be proven wrong. Um, I think Stanford likes to play physical. They're going to try to, to, to slow the tempo down and, and play like a very possession-oriented game. They've got a very good quarterback. Um, it's a tough place to play when they're good. And they're 1-0 with USC, big brand name USC coming to town. David Shaw has owned USC. I, granted, it's a completely new era of USC football, but like I just think that, that it's kind of – I don't know. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be – I'm going to be high on Stanford, like my power ratings say, until I'm proven wrong. And At home on the farm? Yep. Stanford returns so much talent, and I know they, they kind of fell apart last year, but whatever. They also beat Oregon last year, and they beat USC last year on the road. Like, I'm, I'm willing to, to bet on, on what they can be and what they have been in the past under Shaw. And I think a team that returns so much talent against USC, which are obviously super talented, but, like, they're still trying to figure everything out. I'm like, yeah, they were great offensively last week, but like Rice sucks. Rice is terrible. That doesn't mean anything to me. Like Stanford Rice also State. moved the ball on them. They had a right. like pick six on the goal line, I think. Um, USC. I think they had three defensive touchdowns in that game. So so there you go. Like that's another factor. It's like, okay, so if Stanford's able to move the ball, I trust that their defense will do a much better job against USC. Maybe not a much better, but definitely significantly better. And if they're able to move the ball, which I think that they might, they will be able to do. They've got a really good quarterback, good offensive line. Yeah. Good offensive line. Not a great yeah. offensive line. Good wide receivers. Wabin? Good wide receivers. Fine wide receivers. Like I think they're, I don't know. I believe in Stanford. And I think that plus nine and a half feels almost low for USC, which is super hyped. You know, like, I think the market looks at that. The public looks at that. It's like USC, only minus nine and a half. Like, that's kind of that trappy line. Like, oh, minus nine and a half. Like, because nine is, like, kind of a dead number in football. You know, and it's – USC has gotten all the hype. Lincoln Riley coming in, all the skill positions, Caleb Williams. And Stanford won three games last year, four games last year. Like, I think – going to say. Right. I think Stanford is totally capable of um, – I think Stanford's live. I mean, you want, you want to get crazy. Like, I think Stanford's, Stanford's live. So I mean, I like yeah, I, this is a game. Even as Stanford's fallen off, they've continued to play well, and this is a game Shaw definitely circles. Yeah, I I agree somewhat. I'm not I'm not going to take the points. I I think one scary thing about USC this year is if you're taking any dogs against them, that you don't believe are going to outright win, which I don't think Stanford will win this game. Is that offense is electric and can put up points quickly. So you could have a back and forth game all game and then explosion at the end and you're down 14 and you're looking at a dead bet when you thought you were covering all, covering all game. Yeah. I think that's just one thing to think about with USC this year, but 
No, I don't hate it. It's definitely a sharp play. I, I, Stanford's played really well against them. USC's defense didn't look great. I don't trust Alex Grinch. Tanner McKee's getting a ton of hype. Beat Oregon, beat USC. I, I mean, I could see it. What What is your number, Carl? Just curious. I'm curious. My number. Because I'm seven. I'm USC by seven. Mine's nine. Okay. And that's with three points. So yeah, maybe more, maybe more like 10. Okay. So I'm right on the number. Yep. All right. Makes sense. Where are you taking us? Let's go to Champlain. Okay. The champagne of teams. I've been on every week so far. Let's make it uh, three straight weeks. You, I've been you, on them or against them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Against them, really. But this time we're on them. Yes. Uh, I mean, we, we, we talked about this game in the offseason. Illinois minus four and a half. Going to lay the points against UVA. UVA's defense is horrendous. Their offensive line is not great. Richmond moved the ball on them last week, put up 17 points. Not a great sign. Brennan Armstrong is really good. Their wide receivers are really good. I think this Illinois defense is good. I, I think this defense is really good, and I think not really good, but but good. A good, solid defense that's going to be able to keep it in front. They got blown out by them last year, revenge game. They're coming off a brutal loss to Indiana that we were on, but I don't know if Indiana really deserved to win that game. I think Illinois looked pretty solid past two weeks. I think this is a game Brett runs it down UVA's throat. They get this win, and they're 2-1 and one heading into conference play, feeling good about themselves. And they're going to cover the four and a half. So, Yeah, I agree. Like, I wanted to bet this. But, like, I never in my wildest dreams thought I, Illinois would be laying over a field goal in this game. You know? It's because Vegas knows. It's because it's, it's not going to be close. Yeah, I think you might be right. Like, I think Illinois might might just roll them. Um, I, I, I think there's there's high potential for, for blowout. For blowout. Like, alt lines, I don't really do that. But it's not a bad look. Yeah, I, I mean – that's a crazy like thing to discuss, like taking an alt line on Illinois, Illinois to lay a point. Like, I mean, but think about this. We know, right? We're we're pretty well in tune with Illinois. Like, you're a Big Ten guy. We've discussed them in the past two pods. Uh, we know what Illinois has been. And we also know how distraught UVA's offensive line is, the, the whole situation going into the year. I think a lot of people in the public are looking at this and like, why is Illinois laying points? UVA was really good team last year. This offense, absolutely electric. I think that's the vision of UVA that's imprinted in a lot of people's mind. And it's not for no reason. I mean, Brandon Armstrong's really good. Their wide receivers are really good. But this offensive line is a mess. This defense is a mess. They're going on the road to Champlain. I think you, now's the time to fade UVA. You're getting Illinois off of a loss. They're going to bounce back. They're going to be ready. The Illinois hype kind of calmed down after losing to Indiana. Right, all that line got steamed up to almost favorites on the road. Now they're getting just a subpar team in the trenches coming into town where that's Brett Bielema's bread and butter. Offensive line, maybe defensive line a little bit. This defense has looked really solid last year and this year. I just think they can keep UVA in front of them. And they can beat him up on both sides of the, the trenches. I, I think they'll run all over him. And I think Brennan Armstrong is going to be running for his life for a lot of this game. Okay. I mean, I don't, I don't hate it. I'm, I'm obviously very pro big 10. I just, I don't know. I feel like my number's three and a half. I'm, I think I'm, 
I'm low on on UVA. I just never in my wildest dreams assumed Illinois would be. Yeah, like, you thought you points here? Like four, four and a half is like, I don't know, it's a lot. It's a lot of points um, for Illinois. Like that's, I mean, but I think the books see some. No, like, I, I agree. Like I, they, 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 These lines, I thought, I thought 14 was a lot against Wyoming. They covered that easily. Right. That got steamed up. That opened at 10. The Indiana line got steamed to what did, one yeah. after opening at minus yeah. three, three and a half. Even, even higher. Four. Yeah. I mean, so that, that's two straight weeks of steam. And you get the loss last week, which keeps the public from fully catching on to the steam, what a lot of sharps are seeing. Uh, I think Illinois is pretty solid. And this is just a bad matchup for for UVA and it's a game, it's a revenge game because UVA just absolutely demolished them last last year. That's fair. Um, I think I can get you a, a four. So all right, well give me that. Um, all right. Illinois minus four for you, Cole. Uh all right. I've got there are like three places that I, I I'm like intrigued by with my last play. I haven't done any of them i'm curious your thoughts so i'm just i'm just gonna reel off put all three out there and see see what you think um right. I'm, just gonna, I'm not gonna leave i'm not gonna say too much about them uh, army plus two and a half against utsa kansas state minus seven and a half against missouri and then the last one which i don't love but like i just feel like it's so like stinky it's texas tech minus two and a half or minus three whatever against um against houston do any of those pop out to you so army texas tech and what was the uh army texas tech and kansas state i i kansas state in my opinion is is the one i like the most of that okay i think like missouri put up some points last week and may have kept people off of them, but when that was close early, I yeah, they didn't really pour it on to late. I'm kind of out on Missouri. I'm not really fully in on Kansas State, but I feel like they could kind of dominate in the trenches at home and they could like Kansas State's got the way better coach. Like that's that's a pretty big coaching edge, right? I think I have it at three. Uh, I think I probably have it somewhere close to that. Also, I might have it at two and a half. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a good point. I mean, my, my feeling though, Colin, is like you think about teams that you want to lay points with and, and take points with. And like, I look at Kansas state, like that's not really a team I want to lay more than a touchdown with. So that's my, my concern, but um, you know what? I, I have a number edge. I have Kansas State by 10. I, I think that they're the better team in the trenches. I think they've got the best players on the field, right? I mean, I think they've got the, the advantage of quarterback. They've got the best running. I mean, Deuce, Deuce Vaughn is the most talented player on the field. The coaching edge is substantial, right? Uh, I mean, I just – I'm worried about, like – laying points with a team that I wouldn't deem to be explosive, but. What's interesting is there's a cash tickets disparity here. And pretty heavy. And it's the cash is on Missouri. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Tickets are on Kansas State. I mean, Kansas State's kind of a, a lot of people's sleeper, which scares me a little bit about them. But I also have that number edge at 10. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about it. It's not, it's not like lock, like hook, line and sinker, but like, I think when I look at the board, you know, I've given the three plays that I absolutely love. I gave the fourth one that I, that I really, really like. And then I've got a few others that I'm like pretty hot on, but, but like I haven't pulled the trigger on, you know what I mean? Like I haven't like committed to, to being on it. Um, I mean, Missouri also, like, their run defense improved towards the end of the year, but it was 
god awful. It was also, but it was also fantastic last week. Like Louisiana Tech didn't run the ball for anything last week, which scares me a little bit about like I think that's K State's biggest edge, and like what if that's not an edge anymore? Um, just something to worry about a little bit. Um, I don't know. the The other one was like. Like there are the other, there are a couple others, right? Like I thought about Louisville, but I feel like I missed the number on Louisville. Like I like Georgia State. I think that that if I was gonna bet them on the road at South Carolina, I gotta bet them at home against North Carolina. Like, but I don't have like a like I'm still working through a bunch of them. Um all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with it. I'm gonna go with K-State minus seven and a half as my fifth and final play. I, I think that um I think that they're just a better football team and like K-State's a team I'm high on Missouri's a team I'm low on. And like, if my number's 10, I just got to trust that at this stage of the season and, and be in on the team that I'm high on and be out on the team that I'm low on. And like, here's an opportunity for a team that I want to back versus a team I want to fade. So I'm just going to not be any, not, not be too, um, I'm just not going to be stupid. I'm not going to overthink it. Like it, that is what it is. And uh, I'm I'm gonna take K State minus seven and a half. It's it's gonna feel really good to be on Adrian uh, Adrian Martinez once again. Oh uh, yeah, I'm sure it will. State minus seven and a half is my fifth and final play. Damn. What do you want? I kind of want it so much. K State. Yes. Feel free. It's scary. More, more. I don't like that. I don't like that cash tickets. I, I, I think it's I think Kansas State's the square side. Is it though? What makes it the square side? Everybody's high on Kansas State. A lot of people are out on Missouri. Uh, they're getting all the tickets. Missouri's getting all the cash. It's pretty much like hook, wire, and sinker the square side. Is it though? What 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 would make it sharp? Like let's think about I mean obviously if, if people weren't as in on Kansas State. So, and we're what, in on Missouri. What are the sharps looking at that gives them that, that makes them feel like Missouri has an edge in this game? And an improved run defense and Adrian Martinez being the worst quarterback. Adrian Martinez and, is not and, and Missouri having more talent. I barely. All right. Do you want do you want in or no? I don't care that it's a square side, sharp side squares. I don't give a shit about any of that. Give it to me. Give it to me. Or the loser. All right, you got it. Consensus play. K State minus seven and a half. Might might have might have fucked up our consensus play record with that one, but no. Whatever. Let's make it happen. That's just our second consensus play of the week. Pitt and K State. All right, where are you going next? That's all five. Uh, you've got I've got you listed at six right now. Well, yeah, but five. The I gave out Duke, Illinois, Arkansas, State, Arkansas, and then consensus with Pitt and K State. Give me sure. one more. You got you got another one that you want? Gotta give another one. Shoot. You don't have to. There was one that you texted me about. Stinkiest trap line of the week. Is that a play for you? My number says no. Yeah, my number says no. Also. We don't. You don't have to give give another one out. You got six on here. Is there one that you were thinking about? There's one I'm looking at. What is it? It's really stinky, though. What is it? It's like like unbelievably stinky. What is it? The midshipman. I don't hate that. We at home catching that. six and a half. We talked about that earlier in the in the off season. I mean, it's possible. Memphis just got destroyed by Mississippi State. And we talked about this like when we talked about the American. Like, the, the, the juxtaposition for Navy, for Memphis, excuse me, going from Mississippi State to Navy. Yeah, and Navy losing to Delaware. Navy lost to Delaware? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. That's why it's really stinky. Oh, God. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> yeah, 14-7. Oh yeah, I can't. I can't. Good luck to you. I can't ride you on that. If that if this is the play that you want, I will not be uh be joining. Do you want it? Give, Give it to me. me. 
right. Give it to me. Give yeah. it to me. That that's 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 real stinky. Yeah. Oof. Navy plus six and a half. Um, All right. Um, some big games that I just want to quickly chat through. Uh, and let's see if we can make it rapid fire. Um, Louisville UCF. I I like Louisville, and I think that I I am not giving out out on the pod. It's a heavy lean right now. Um, come Friday, I might bet them because I I just I refuse to believe that the team that collapsed against Syracuse is like the actual Louisville, and I think this is a great opportunity to get back on the wagon with the market against them. What do you think? Yeah, I, I don't I don't disagree. Two running quarterbacks, right? Yeah. It is kind of a lot of points to lay, but I do think I think UCF's the better team and at home. Yeah, that's true. Which is which makes it tough for me to really want to. Uh, and this is a game like yeah, it's a bounce back spot for Louisville, but it's also a back to back road game and UCF's biggest game of the season out of conference, right? Getting a Power Five into Orlando. Yeah, it's true. They're gonna be they're gonna be ready to go, even if Syracuse just smacked them. Yep, especially on a Friday night. Yeah, so um, good. I can't get there, but I I do. You could buy pretty low on Louisville. Yeah. Um, Alabama Texas Bama's laying twenty. Do you think this game ends up being close at all? No, no, not. None in the slightest. I almost I, I debated giving this out. As an as a play on Bama? Yeah. Really? My number was 18, so like it was not really something that I was super intrigued by. I mean, I just think Bama's gonna kill them on the lines. Yeah. Defensively yeah. keep them in front, and there's no way Texas can stop Bama. Yeah. This just kind of feels to me as just a, a mocking. Yeah. But I, I feel like there might be something there might be something I'm missing. I don't think you're missing anything. I just think like you can't really I don't know. Like, why why is Bama only laying that? That's not an only. That's a lot of points for Bama to go on the road and lay against a against a top twenty five team. That's that's a lot of points to lay on the road to the top twenty five team. Te- Texas isn't a top isn't a top twenty five team. Are they not? I mean, what do you think Bama would like going going into Notre Dame? I guess Texas isn't necessarily right. I think Bama would probably lay, um, let's see, what is it, 20 on Texas? I think if they played at Notre Dame, they would probably lay 16, somewhere between, 10 and, somewhere between 10 and 13. So I'd probably say 13. Oh, I feel like they'd lay more. Okay. I mean, how good do you think Bama is? Bama's really good. Okay. And I don't think Texas is any good. But it, it just scares me with – I don't think it's – I haven't heard a single person about Texas. I haven't heard uh, – yeah, I don't know very many people who are betting this game at all. And, and the one thing is 2019, right, LSU went to Texas. Yep. One by seven with the best team in college football. That was a pretty good Texas team early on, though. Like that, that team had like good players. Texas was pretty good early on last year too, but they didn't look good in the first game. Ewers did look great. I, I do wonder how much they were holding it back for this. It's possible quite a bit. Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna stay off of it. I'm staying off as well. I have no interest in laying twenty. Can't get there. Um, Wisconsin, Washington State. Wisconsin is laying about 17. Is this the classic like Wisconsin ground and pound blowout of a bad team that pumps up their analytics rating? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Because, right, when they do that to teams, they're soft on the interior, right? And they're And their defense shuts them down and they just run all over them. I don't know if they're going to be able to run all over Washington State. Like, their defense is, is pretty solid. They have a defensive coach. Their offense looks like shit. Like, Cam Ward did not look good. It looked like they made a negative trade 
with yeah. Cam Ward for uh, Jaden Delora. Yeah, yeah, Jaden Delora Cam Ward trade looks looks to be negative EV right now after Delora just got that win over San Diego State. I mean, they struggled with Idaho. Beat them by seven in Idaho, man. Idaho's garbage. Yeah, it's true. So, so that worries me a little bit, but I don't know. It seems like a lot. I, I can't, I can't lay that much with Wisconsin, but I also have no confidence taking Arizona State. Cam Ward could get picked off three times, and it could turn out that this team is is not strong enough to stop the Wisconsin running game, and they just run all over them, and the final score is 31-7. Texas Tech minus three against Houston. This is, is this not our principal, you know, unranked team laying points against a ranked team? Like, it is. It is. In a uh... – in a pretty lit environment. Great environment. Late Saturday afternoon. Texas Tech believes in itself, what they're doing. It's going to be popping. Uh, Houston off of a draining overtime game where they gutted out a win against UTSA. They probably shouldn't have won the game, but yes. Uh, yeah, I don't know how good Texas Tech is. I don't know if they can keep up offensively with Houston. I think I'm not worried about. I mean, I think they can. They they beat Mississippi State in the bowl game. They beat Houston last year. Like I just my number is the same. Like my number is the same with the market. So it's like very hard for me to bet it. But like I'm taking a hard look there at Texas Tech. Um, moving into Saturday night's games, Kentucky Florida feels like that's a small number for Florida to lay. And like I'm intrigued to bet Kentucky. Like, but I'm so with the market. Like, my number is five and a half, six. So I'm not betting it. Yeah, but, my number is five and a half. Yeah, which is exactly what it is now. Um, but doesn't it feel like a good spot to kind of fade Florida a little bit? Like, Kentucky, basically, Kyle, Kentucky is Utah light. Like, they, they do the same shit. Very yeah. similar, very similar teams. Yeah, almost like carbon copies. And I really. Right, and you talk, you talk, you just said at the beginning of this pod, like if they, if Utah and Florida played again tomorrow, like it would be, like it's hard. You can't just. I think that line would be the same. Right, you can't emphatically. Right, you can't emphatically say Florida was the better team. So here we are, essentially, Utah playing Florida again. Two with, more points with, with an eight. But, but swing. I can't. Cam Rising is better than Will Levis. Okay, by by how much? In your power, how much in, do you have him rated as by more? How much? 0.5. Okay. Thank you for that. For that tangent. I mean, Kentucky also has players out, right? You got to see where the suspensions. Chris Rodriguez is going to play. Yeah, he, he's definitely going to play. This is a game Florida wants to get right after losing last year. At home in the swap, it should be pretty good atmosphere. I do I do want to fade Florida. Like I want to fade Florida. What number would you need to to want to bet this? I just don't want to bet on Kentucky. That's my issue. Mark Stoops is a warrior as a dog. This dude he is he is he is for the betters. I mean this guy this guy knows what to do. I mean do you want to get there? No, I'm very close. Like I haven't gotten there yet, but I am like well, you, you might miss the number. This this is going to keep coming down, I think. I don't think so. I think I saw it at a six. Yeah, it's at six right now on DraftKings. Is it really? I'm fucking betting it. Yeah? You giving Still, it out? What happened? You giving it out? Um, well, I'm getting all the cash, too, and the tickets. I know. I know. I feel like it's a very sharp play. We're sharp people. All right, Kentucky plus six, consensus play. Let's do it. Then comes right off the fucking window. What? The discipline. So it's right out the no, door. No, this is this is when we find our diamonds in the rough, Colin. Yeah, this is this is this is when 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 we juice ourselves to death and go eight and nine. Kentucky. I think this is we are finding 
this is mining for sharp plays. And th- this was, this was a sharp play that we mined for. I really believe that. Um, other big game Saturday night, not really a big game, but an interesting game. BCVT. Um, Virginia tech lane two and a half after losing at home to old dominion, Boston college goes to Virginia tech after losing at home to Rutgers. Um, yeah, I just, I just fist pumped. Um, what do you think, Kyle? You texted me earlier in the week that you think this is the trappiest line of the week. I mean, it's a, it, think that? It's, a, it's a pretty stinky line, right? Virginia Tech laying points. I, I get it's at lane, right? So environment should be good. Head coach, even even though they lost, like I, I think they still believe in him. They really kind of fumbled that game away. But I don't know, man. I, I, I feel like BC is a pretty good team. Do you really? Congrats on your win, Bozo. I, I, I don't. So I got to be honest. I don't think that. I don't think I. After watching Boston College, I do not think that, I thought they were poorly coached. Um, I thought that they were really good in in two very specific areas. Secondary. I think their secondary is very good. Um, which I don't think really matters against Virginia Tech because Virginia Tech's pass game is. Not good anyway, um, similar to, to Rutgers. Um, and I think that they are great. They have a great one-two combo at quarterback and receiver because Zay Flowers is awesome and Jerkovic is, is good. He's very good. Um, other than that, their offensive line is, is nothing special. It's a bunch of big guys who have never played together, and their D-line is bad. So not bad. It's small. So I don't know. Like, I just don't think Virginia Tech's any good either. So it's like a very. Yeah. I don't think Virginia Tech's very good, but it is intriguing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not intrigued enough to, to, to bet. Yeah. Also having to watch this game. Oh, gr- gross. Gross. I already watched enough to Illinois, man. Yeah. My Saturday night is going to be, my eyes are going to be on Saturday night when I get home from the Rutgers game, it's going to be Kentucky. Yeah, Florida. Big, big game for Rutgers this week, right? No, not it's a big, fantastic, if you can tell, not a big game for, I don't think Wagner's won a game in like years. Wagner's disgustingly bad, man. Yeah. Which is good. Which is good. It, it should be a nice confidence boost for the guys. Yeah, maybe they'll throw it. Maybe, maybe. Um, yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually pretty excited. Um, to watch Rutgers blow somebody out. Yeah. What's the line? What do you, it's probably not out, but it's going to be like 50. Like it's going to be something crazy. Jesus. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but Saturday night, it's going to be, I'm going to be, it's Kansas. It's going to be Florida, Kentucky. When I get home, Florida, Kentucky, USC, Stanford, Arizona state, Oklahoma state's another interesting one, Kyle. I I've thought long and hard about laying the points with Oklahoma state. Like, I think, I think, I mean, everybody, I don't think no, anybody wants to bet Arizona State, but like, I think Oklahoma State's legit. And they were killing Central Michigan last week. And they just yeah, like, they, they called off the dogs. And then, I mean, Central Michigan's got a pretty good offense. Like, they're running, their right. running back's really good. And their quarterback right. is pretty solid. Right. And Central Michigan might be better offensive than Arizona State. Like, I don't think that's a hot take. Actually, let me look at this because that, that's something that is. Central Michigan, Arizona State. Just based on my power ratings, A, I have them basically as the same team, Arizona State and Central Michigan. I have Central Michigan better at the quarterback position. I have Central Michigan better offensively across the board. Literally at every fucking position on offense. I have them rated higher. Yeah, I'll be laying the points with Oklahoma State. I'm going to give that out as a play right now. There's no doubt in my mind I'm betting this. And I'm gonna be on so many games. Yeah, I was gonna. I thought. I thought like this is a pretty weak weekend of of games. It was. Then we started talking through it, and obviously there's some sharp sides that that we had <laughs> with the mind for. You have fun. I'm not gonna lay it. That's fine. Do you, do you see what I'm saying though? Like, no. I, I mean, I like Oklahoma State, and I I, I do think 
that game got close because they had their subs in. Yeah. And, and Central Michigan's a decent team. Yeah. But I, I do worry Herm can muck it up a little bit. And Spencer Sanders had a great game, but Spencer Sanders, he's iffy. Here's my opinion on, on Spencer Sanders. Yeah, Heisman. He, I think, Colin, the way he played against Notre Dame in the bowl game, un, like proved to him that he can, there's another gear that he has, and I think he unlocked it. And I think he's going to have a monster season. I, I think so, too. I have him pretty – I think I have him as my second-best quarterback in the Big 12. Yeah, that's totally legit. After after who? The the Oklahoma quarterback, Gabriel? Owen Gabriel. Yep. Third, actually. I, I, I've got JT above him. Oh, wow. Big upgrade after week one. Not really, but a point. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I like Oklahoma State. All right. Um. So you're giving that up? Yeah, that's a play for me. Definitely. Oregon State, Fresno State is a phenomenal one to tuck yourself in with. What do you think? I want to take Fresno, man. Yeah, I think it's a pretty sharp number. I do too. Uh, Fresno at home, massive game for them. Oregon State coming off of blowing out Boise State. Jay Kaner. Fresno's good. Yep. It's a completely different game, too, for Oregon State, right? They're, Boise couldn't move the ball through the air. They benched back Bachmeyer early in that game. Yep. So, I don't know how good their secondary really is. I know along the lines are pretty good, and they should be able to run the ball here. I, it, it, this isn't a game I want to get involved with. I think it's going to be a, a fantastic game, but yeah, it seems about right to me. Although it is getting points with Fresno is not something I envisioned preseason. Um, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, my I think my numbers have pick them as well, so I'm not I'm not too too stunned about it. Um, my number is actually Oregon State minus one. I'm high on Oregon State, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I'm high. On, I feel like everybody's high on Oregon State, but. I don't think this is necessary. Sell, sell the uh, sell the team coming off of a big win. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, they – yeah. It is a good spot. Um, Mississippi State, Arizona is the other, the other one. And this one got steamed from the open. Like, Arizona had a great win over San Diego State week one. Like, dominant win on the road. Now they come home against Mississippi State, who is a really, really, really good team. Like, is there anything that you want? Do you want any action in this game? Did you look at it at all? Yeah, I looked at it a lot. I, 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 I mean, we talked about this. I looked at Arizona, right? I'm really high on Mississippi State. But SEC teams don't go out to the desert very often. I got this as four points of home, home field here. Okay. Wow. But even with that, my mind's 12. Yeah. I just don't know if Arizona's – San Diego State's a physical team, but they don't pass the ball at all. Braxton Burmeister had five completions. Yeah. So it's a completely different style. It's going to test Arizona differently. Did Mike Leach recruit Jaden Delora? Probably did, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, I I, I... – I want nothing to do with it. I, my number is Mississippi State by 12, 12 and a half also. And um, I'm curious to see how legit Arizona is. Uh, and I think if they can play it, play a tight game, they're, I think we can say they're pretty legit. I think it also – I'm also not stunned that they, they blew out San, San Diego State. When, when I bet San Diego State, it was purely a numbers play. Um, but the books – that line stunk from the get-go, and, like, the books were on to it. So. Yeah, this line also kind of stinks. Does it? The other, the other way? In Mississippi State's favor. I agree. I, I, I do. Th- there's something to Arizona is not ready yet for this type of challenge. Like Mississippi State is really good. Yeah. 
All right. Hooking Ladder Pod Week 2. Plays for me. Pitt plus six and a half. BYU minus three. Iowa minus three and a half. Stanford plus nine and a half. K-State minus seven and a half. Kentucky plus six. Oklahoma State minus 11 and a half. Colin, you've got Pitt plus six and a half. Arkansas minus eight and a half. I, I, I believe I will end up joining you on that, by the way. App State plus 19. Duke plus 10 and a half. Illinois minus four. K-State minus seven and a half. And Kentucky plus six. Consensus plays. Pitt plus six and a half. K-State minus seven and a half. Kentucky plus six. Man, we're going to win every single bet this week. I feel good about this. Didn't you get me an eight on Arkansas? Yes, you have an eight. Sorry. Sorry. Definitely an eight. Good call. Definitely an eight. Hopefully I don't need it, but. Hopefully you don't need it, but um, yes, you got it. All right. Hook and ladder pod week two. Rutgers with a big one against Wagner coming up. Notre Dame plays Marshall. Good opportunity to bounce back. Right? Yeah. Hopefully the offense looks a little better. Offensive line. I'm sure they will. Hopefully. I mean, last year they didn't look good against Toledo. Takes a little time to gel. I wouldn't worry. I wouldn't worry. I believe. Um, all right. Week two. Uh, hook and ladder pod. Colin, peace out. See ya.